Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this inspiring, love-filled episode of This is the Author, hear from Bishop Michael Curry, who delivered his sermon on the redemptive power of love at the royal wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Meet the charismatic cast of Netflix's Queer Eye, otherwise known as the Fab Five, who strive to help us all celebrate our best lives, and listen to United States Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, who shares the bold and brave stories of women suffragists, as well as those of personal family members who taught her to be strong and courageous. Enjoy. This is Bishop Michael Curry. The book emerged out of preaching the sermon, The Power of Love, at the wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle the themes and the message of both the power of love to heal and to transform and to lift up has been something that I've been living with and preaching and talking about and trying to bear witness to for quite a while. The sermon kind of evolved from the text itself, which was from the Song of Solomon or the Song of Songs. And it was really interesting to realize that the text would preach itself if I would let it. It's love poetry between a couple. And they talk about their love for each other back and forth in these poems. And then all of a sudden, the woman stops. And it's as though she realizes that the source of this love is greater than the two of them. It's greater than any human being. And it's as though she begins to point in the direction of God, not just the source of life and existence itself, but God as the source of love. This way of love is the only way to human life that is decent and wholesome and healthy and healing and hopeful. And so the book grew out of the sermon, but it grew out of the message of love itself. When you read something out loud, there's a different quality to the hearing. There was one point I had actually laughed, and I think we had to do a retake because I realized that I wasn't talking to anybody else. I was talking to myself. When you talk to yourself deeply, you're probably going to be talking to somebody else as well. And reading those words out loud moved that message to a deeper level inside me, and it was humbling. There were points at which I was reading in the narration, and I didn't ad-lib. I stayed with the text as much as possible. But the inflections and the intimations and I became natural at points. I guess that's it. When I wasn't just simply reading a text, I was actually being as much read by it as I was reading it. Again, these were sermons that at one time were preached. And I do tend to preach with a manuscript and or a set of really annotated notes in front of me. And and they're there and I'm paying attention to them. But the truth is, I'm responding often to the congregation, the people who are there. There's an interaction that happens. Well, that started to happen when I was reading the audiobook because on a couple of occasions, I remembered the people I was talking to in the sermon. I saw faces, and that same kind of interaction began to happen. And when that happens between text and people, that's when the miracle of hearing and reading actually happens the sermon at the royal wedding, I could see their faces again. And while I was reading, I I remembered that. 
you just took out the two people I would want to do it, James Earl Jones or Meryl Streep, either one. Or I'll go with Barack Obama. There are people who are anointed, gifted. And I mean, I remember one time, and I don't know when this was, but years ago, I was watching the Today Show and Richard Burton was on and somebody grabbed the phone book and Richard Burton started reading the phone book. And it was poetry. It was a religious experience almost. There are people like that. That's when reading, that's when story comes alive. And when that happens, it's kind of a miracle. I'm in the middle of John Meacham's book, The Soul of America. That's a good one to listen on audiobook, in part because it's conversation and reflection, but there's these moments where it's narration from the past, where you kind of can hear voices of the deeper American spirit. And that's been a fascinating one because I've actually been reading it sometimes and then listening to it on audiobook. It's actually more fun to listen because when there are these quotes from someone else, that, you know, whether it's Teddy Roosevelt or Abe Lincoln or Martin King or whoever it is, it's like you can kind of hear their voices. Hi, it's Anthony. I'm currently in the studio recording the audio edition of Queer Eye. Hi, I'm Tim Frantz. Hey, this is Bobby Burke. I'm Jonathan Van Ness. Hey, friends, I'm Karamo Brown, the culture expert. If I could describe my audiobook recording experience in one word, it would be first, because it was my first time. Actually, meta is the word. And also cathartic. The one word I would use to describe my audio recording today is organized. My audiobook recording experience has been exasperating. We were really inspired to write and record this book together because everything we do to help our heroes and the world, we do as a team. We came into this experience together. We've lived a whole life within this year and a half together. And so it just made sense that we document this. I think books are such an important medium that are unfortunately neglected and underappreciated. And we might have a TV show that we're really proud of, but I think we need to encourage people to read as well. We had so much knowledge that we wanted to share that you just can't put in every episode. TV is this world, and we love, you know, a TV world, but it just takes so long between seasons. So we just really wanted to, like, give something to the gorgeous fans so they can, like, have us in a, you know, between-season moments. The thing I learned about myself during this recording process is that I get very easily frustrated with myself when I can't get something right the first time, or the second, or the 20th. Hearing your voice is not the easiest thing. You can become critical very quickly. And I had to remember that this is the voice that I was blessed with. It's perfectly designed for me, and that's okay. I definitely learned during the recording process that I'm a total perfectionist, and I hate making mistakes. I don't like having to do something a second time because I didn't read it perfectly. The thing I learned about myself is I have a ficus tree in my living room that I didn't know I had. So during this recording session, there was a couple of words that I had trouble pronouncing. One everyone always makes fun of me for is I don't know how to say my H-O-U. Like, for instance, I'm from Houston. Bobby hates the way I say it. And he's always like, that's wrong. But it sounds right to me. Houston. Picancy. Picancy. It's, I won't even call it pretentious. It was just, it made no sense. Picancy. I've never heard it in my life before. And I'll probably never hear it again. 
The word I had the hardest time pronouncing is apotamus, because even when you say it correctly, it still doesn't quite sound right. The name of our gorgeous writer who we worked with, saying her two last names was a tongue twister for me, along with a lot of alliterations. There were a couple of words that I struggled with, but it feels like I've been in this booth for 73,000 years at this point and have said 16 million words, so I can't remember which ones I struggled with. Oh, I would love to have my best friend Rima read my words because she would giggle the entire time because she is not capable of not making fun of me. If I could have anyone else read my sections, it would probably be Bobby or Tan. If I could have somebody else read my audiobook, it would definitely be Kuramo. If I could have anybody else read my sections, it would probably be Adele. Adele. Because I love her Cockney accent, and she'd probably just make it super animated and fun because she's hilarious. She's Adele. My favorite audiobooks right now are the We Are Legion series by Dennis Taylor, because I'm a huge sci-fi fan. The best book, in my opinion, on planet Earth, other than the Queer Eye book, is Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. Listen to her audiobook. It's genius. Two audiobooks that come to mind. One recently was on a trip to Cedar Rapids, Iowa with Tan and his husband. We listened to Amy Schumer's. It was really lovely to hear her voice. And the second one was, I remember when 30 Rock, the series ended, I immediately bought Bossy Pants by Tina Fey so that I could listen to her sweet angelic voice in the darkness of my room at night. The last audiobook that I listened to was Black Unicorn by Tiffany Haddish. It was actually really fun to hear her talk about her life experiences in her own voice. Audio rooms are usually pretty dark and tight. So for me, I would actually add some changeable LED lights so that you could up the mood whenever you want. I did not get the memo that you should wear soft clothes in a recording booth. So I wore denim cutoffs. The perfect outfit for a recording studio now that I've learned from this experience is don't wear denim cutoffs. Definitely sweat's the only option. You want to be comfortable and apparently you're going to get stuck in this space for like 16 years, so you definitely want comfort. This is Kirsten Gillibrand. I'm really excited about sharing the stories of these extraordinary women. They were so brave, they were so bold, they accomplished unbelievable things. And they inspire me. And I wanted to write the book because I wanted to tell their stories. I wanted young readers to know that these women were so strong and so courageous. And I wanted them to have advice that these women would give them if they were here to give them advice today. I'm excited about telling a few personal stories, too. The stories about my mom and my grandmother and my great-grandmother. And these were really amazing women who aren't part of history, but at least I could tell our listeners a little bit about them. Well, we're still not sure whether it's Inez Mulholland or Inez Mulholland, but we went with Inez because we think that was correct. If I could have someone read my book, I would ask either Carrie Washington or I would ask Amy Poehler. I really liked Alyssa Mastromonaco's book, Who Thought This Was a Good Idea? And it's all about her time working for President Obama, and it's a great, fun story to listen to, and I like hearing it in her own voice. I also really enjoyed listening to Hillary's book, What Happened, because I could hear her voice, and I could hear how she told the story of the last election, and I thought it was just a wonderful 
intimate portrait of her life, and I was grateful that she actually recorded it herself. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.